Welcome to The Reality Bite, where we're talking all things paradise. I'm Matt Whitehead. I'm Talia Pritchard. And let's get stuck into the first few episodes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm Matt. Oh my god. <laughs> Tals, welcome back. It's been a hot minute. How are you? I'm very excited today to talk about the first couple episodes of BIP. Can I just say that like my... Uh, I always I do love this show, but like I always forget how much. And then when I started watching episode one and I saw a few people arrive, like it, I I was feeling again. I was yeah, like I haven't yeah. lived until this moment. Yeah, like Bachelorette ended, and then my like black little heart just went dormant, and then like a fire was lit in me again. Yeah, I think because we cover reality TV and it's quite a ongoing cycle we've had a bit of a break so when I'm seeing them like strut down ready for like love in paradise I feel that joy it's like I'm going to go find love but we all know that's not going to happen but like I'm like yes it's back I have a purpose again and it's like MasterChef has been great but it's like soul food but then seeing like a few of these people burst through those beautiful doors in paradise I was like this is what I live for exactly and we've all (laughs) been in lockdown so I don't know about you, but my life hasn't been very exciting. So I'm ready to like live through these people kind of and their drama. Yeah. ISO hasn't really been that much different. Like, (laughs) like, oh no, I have to stay at home alone on my couch. It was a huge adjustment. This Friday night. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's actually get stuck into this. So um, in our first episode, if you haven't listened to that, uh, go listen (laughs) or don't, I'm not your boss, Uh, but we covered off the people that had been previously announced, Uh, but there were a few faces that we didn't talk about. Yeah. A few surprises actually. Yes. Some great surprises to me. Yeah, um, who were you happy about? Okay, I was really happy that Glenn was there, even though like nobody knows who Glenn is because but he... so many people are happy Glenn's there. The women were very excited. Glenn is a beautiful man, um, and I was always a big fan of Glenn because he has a hot, identical twin gay brother. Yes. Who I love, who's also in a happy, committed relationship. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like Glenn and his brother didn't listen back to last season of this podcast, otherwise they would have hit us up. Exactly. Like, we're still both available, so that's cool, whatever. So weird. Thanks for nothing, Smith Brothers. Um, so I was really excited to see Glenn. I was insanely excited to see Janie. Can we talk about Janie? Because no one, re- I didn't even remember her to be fair. Are like, you when kidding she like, me? No, no, no. I rem- as soon as they said it's Janie from Richie's, Richie's season, I was like, yes, okay, I remember her. But when she was walking in, I was sitting there and I was like, who is this? I literally saw her face and I was just thrown. I mean, first of all, Did I you was recognize like, her straight away? 100%. Wow. When Janie entered, yes. I 100% was like, Oh my God, it's Janie because I think about her entrance uh, on Richie's season all the time. I wish she she just took her shoe off on her entrance. She did the Cinderella entrance. She took her shoe off. It was a very cute idea that spectacularly failed because she spent the entire first cocktail party hobbling around with one shoe. One shoe. Because he didn't like come back and give her 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 shoe for hours. She was waiting for a Cinderella moment and it just didn't happen. Especially because those ladies arrive and then there are like hours of other arrivals. Mm. So she's literally walking around that pool deck with one trench foot. (laughs) (laughs) I think about this all huge, gorgeous princess dress, one shoe. (laughs) I think about Janie all the time. When she walked in, I was like, this is Janie's season. I thought her her arrival was really interesting though, because I don't think there's ever been someone on the, like the previous two seasons who... I really struggled to kind of remember and been really surprised about, if that makes sense. Like she's just such a 
<laughs> I don't mean this in a bad way, but she was a forgettable character. So bringing her back for Paradise, it's like, oh, how did this happen? Yeah, but I think that's, I mean, we kind of touched on this in the last episode that we recorded, but that's what I am so excited about for this season mm. is that there are unfamiliar faces mixed in with some really big characters. Yes. And I think that's going to play out to be great i think we've got a few people from last year's seasons that didn't get much screen time so we've got glenn we've mm-hmm. got naranga mm-hmm. we've got cass mm-hmm. um and we're finally going to get a chance to see their personalities hopefully also jess Brody, who came in in episode two yes as a bit of a, like the first kind of not in, they're not really intruders but just like an, a late arrival and she was another one who was an intruder on matt agnew season basically just kind of like walked in one door, walked out the other. We didn't really see much exactly. of her. And she's already made quite an effect on Paradise with her entrance. She did. And the other surprising face that waltzed in, not a stranger to Paradise, is Jake Ellis from Georgia Love Season. I loved his entrance because everyone thought Jamie was arriving and they're like, yes, Jamie's here. And then it's like, wait, no, it's Jake. Why is he back? I know. The, the, the funny thing is that like a lot has been said about Jamie's age, but... I feel like Jake is spiritually the oldest because mm. of like Paradise Season 1 feels like 35 years ago. Yeah. So I'm always like, what's Jake doing there? He's 96 years old, but he's actually like completely age appropriate. <laughs> Jake's one of those people that I think I've put at like 32 or 33 for like the last five years. I, <laughs> well, I, not five years. I don't know how long it's been since Georgia Season 4 years. I have no idea. Whatever. I, he's always just been the same age to me, so... <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, it just felt so funny that everybody was like, Jamie's the oldest. I was like, what about ja- Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've just known Jake for a We've really just known long Jake time. For ages. Yeah, exactly. What did you think about him coming back to Paradise? Well, it's kind of... I think it's really interesting because he was somebody who was quite popular on Georgia's season. Mm. People were big fans of him. And then he didn't have the best time in Paradise in terms of response he was a bit of a player in paradise he already had the connection with Flo on the outside and then megan marks came in Mm -hmm. and we kind of saw him toy with both girls a little bit yeah and then it was a bit hard to be too invested in his and megan's love story when it had such a tumultuous beginning yeah and then they left before a commitment ceremony because they were both really unsure as to what was going on but to their credit they were actually on and off again and on and off again and on and off again for a few years. So they really had quite a lasting relationship and they did break up for some time and then they got back together. And I feel like it wasn't that long ago that they broke up I think it's again. pretty recent before he went in, yeah. It feels a bit weird to see him back, to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't think I can get invested in another Jake Ellis love story, mainly because I wasn't invested in the first one. But Yes, exactly right. But, you know, we were talking about um, Kieran's, like the risk... Kieran faces coming back and I think Jake felt that so maybe he's coming back for a third time for like his redemption of like his own misdeeds I guess with Jake too and because then I think Bill came in last year and took that player title and took it to like a different level and he's not loved um Jake it seems just kind of inoffensive in a way he's just there to me like and you've got him now with characters like Kieran and Tim and that's never been more obvious that Jake's just a bit of a background character who Mm. somehow had this like weird love triangle going on in the first season but he's never really brought much personality or emotion to the show he is bringing chest hair this season 
He is. Which is a twist, and I, uh, I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, are you into that? <laughs> I, it was just something I noticed. I was like, I don't remember him having chest hair. So, like, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he finally grew it. But, like, uh, nothing well gets done, past Jake. me. Yeah. <laughs> you did it, babe. <laughs> so, uh, we saw two date cards in the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, the first one went to Tim, and it was a two-on-one date. Can I just say this is so weird because every other time we've seen a two-on-one date, it's been a bachelor or bachelorette season where someone kind of gets dumped and do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then someone, you know, kind of someone wins a date and gets to stay in the house. But I've, we've never really seen a date where for some reason Tim gets to take these two beautiful girls and hang out with both of them at the same time and get to know them. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either because then as we saw, he kind of... They all, were all sitting on this lounge and then he dances with each one separately while the other one just kind of watches on mm. while a band's playing. And I just thought, I would hate this. Me too, because it's like you can't check your phone. No. And you're just kind of like sitting on the lounge, staring off into space, pretending like you're not watching the other couple. Yeah. Just like my Friday night in. <laughs> Spying on my neighbours. <laughs> just watching them dance. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like to be in love? <laughs> I, I have no idea. We should mention too that Tim took Brit and Litney on this date. He took both Britneys, yeah. I really kind of wanted to see something happen with Tim and Litney because they both have such chaotic energy. I was like, what would happen if it came together? Yeah, like but, two beautiful tornadoes colliding yeah. into a megastorm of gorgeousness. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, I'm a poet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but he took a shining to Brit. Yeah. Which is also very interesting because they're polar opposites. They are. And Britt keeps mentioning that. She keeps being like, I would never go for someone like Tim, but I met him in here and he's not my type. He's not my type. And I just want to be like, Britt, you made the finale of the Honey Badger. Yeah. Like this isn't that out of the ordinary. No. I actually think your type is just like. A weird Aussie bogan guy. strange hair. Yeah. We, we said different things. <laughs> and they both fit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does keep she does keep doing that. But I, I, my heart just broke for Litney. I just wanted her to have a nice date. I know because it was her first date. Ugh, her first ever date on the Batchy series. Does this series. even count? Like that's. I don't think it counts. No. I don't think it can count. Essentially, she was a third wheel on someone else's date. I know. God, I know that feeling all too well. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other date that we saw was. I'm not going to say a snooze but I will make a little sleepy face just so that you can. <laughs> um, it was a, a boring date. So Abby got a date card. Yeah. And she chose Kieran and they just like went to a waterfall and made out. They were sitting, they were both in their swimmers. They're sitting in the, like the shallows of some water. And I just thought that must be so uncomfortable drinking champagne. Like it's meant to be romantic and you've just got this cold water kind of like just bubbling around your like private parts and that's it. Can I say the only thing that I wrote down about this date was waterfall floating cheese board with bottle cut out. Did you notice that? No. So they I had like a, a cheese board that was like perfectly the right height for whatever water they were sitting Do in. Do have raspberries on it? Uh, <laughs> she got to eat the cheese. So like the, the food was all on top, but then there was a cutout for the bottle so that it was sitting in the water to be kept cool and I just thought that is genius and that is the only thing that I thought about this date I, I was like, I think I was just uncomfortable by the constant running water situation around where I they were sitting care. I was like oh they're kissing that's fine and then I was like what is that that's genius was that custom made for this pool <laughs> because it was like perfect for the water like the food wasn't too far out I don't think it was getting wet like I was <laughs> blown away 
If Glenn's brother's listening to this, you know, your first day (laughs) with Matt. (laughs) Can I say the weird thing about Abby and Kieran was I was really excited for this date. Like, it's all about me, but (laughs) I was excited to watch these two hot people (laughs) finally go on a date. Um, And I just didn't, it didn't feel like anything. I didn't see the chemistry between them. No, I think, it. you know, and... But then the interesting thing was when they returned, Kieran felt the same way. He was like, mm. there wasn't really any chemistry. But the sad thing was they were like juxtaposing that with Abby being like, we had a great time. There was lots of banter. Yeah. And we didn't see any of the banter either. We just kind of saw them pashing on for a while. Mm. I just didn't feel the same. And I know she was saying she had a good time. But if you remember her and Matt from last year, they were just, they had this really like obvious connection. I just didn't feel that with her and Kieran. Mm. But again, we didn't see a lot of it. We just saw them sitting in a puddle kissing and then we just saw a cheese board go back and look at it like i swear to god if, I, if i'm wrong about this board it's so uncomfortable about the puddle so upset there was a lot of jealousy around abby kind of going on the date though and going with kieran and kieran's been quite popular amongst the ladies so far um cass kind of had her eye on him too um i think it's just interesting mary and cass seem to remark on abby a lot and using her like sexual powers and i think mary even said like she's waving her sexual wand or something yeah (laughs) and abby's just walking around just (laughs) being completely normal she's literally like i want to go on a date with kieran and everyone's like oh she's gonna get her way she's using her sexuality and i was like "Mm." (laughs) i don't know about that it's been it is really strange i think you made the really good point that the world has moved on from thinking that she's some kind of nefarious sex kitten. Like, yeah, she's just this, like, sex demon out to steal your man. Yeah, like, and it's like, actually... She's just a completely yeah. normal, confident <laughs> woman. Yeah, and, and they're kind of slamming her, and Cass was the one who was like, I'm really loyal, but um, Kieran is my friend's ex, and I'm interested in him. <laughs> yes. I was like, mm. And then she's out there calling Abby tragic and being like, Abby gets what she wants. And it's like, Abby got a date card. She took a guy on a date. What else was she meant to do? Yeah, she, she very clearly signposted that she was just interested in Kieran. She was like, if I get a date card, I'm taking Kieran. Everyone's like, well, there she is getting what she wants. It was like, well. I think we have to note though, there's no, obviously there's a commentary the girls are having, but when Kieran's off with Cass or off with another person, it's not like Abby's then prowling around trying to get his attention or take someone away from him as well. She's like washing her car in slow motion in the distance. Like, oops, yeah. (laughs) She's, you know, sitting back and letting people have their time. It's like, she's like jumping in to I don't know cockplot Cass or whatever so it just kind of feels like Cass particularly has this vendetta against her and Abby's not playing the Mm. game but like Cass is in this competition that I don't know it's just with herself yeah yeah well uh there is a lot more to talk about and a lot more mojitos to be had so how about we take a break and come back in a second G'day, Sandra Sully here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you're looking for more to listen to, head over to Short Black with me next. I talk to all kinds of amazing women who are making a difference. Good women, great chat. And welcome back. Tiles, what did you get up to in the break? I drank five mojitos and did three fireball shots. What did you get up to? Um, I alerted the bouncer that uh, you need to be escorted out. (laughs) He's on his way. But speaking of mojitos, I want to talk about the Buller banquets that have been introduced this season. Yeah, I think this is a nice little refresh to the formula that we've seen. Just something a bit different, getting everybody involved. And also um, the kind of anonymous questions we saw go down 
in Angie season where they had that yes. dinner party. Um, and that was kind of the the beginning of the end for the Aussie dog guy. That's right. So that's I, lo- I love there. the anonymous question aspect. I think that's fun. I like the fact that they are bringing everyone in together over a few drinks, a few maybe nosy questions. We're getting to know people a little bit better and there's potential for some real drama to be sparked up as well other than, you know, people stealing each other's man or woman for a date. I also loved Elena was saying something like, oh, I'm so sad. No, <laughs> I want to wear accent. <laughs> no, please do it. Please, I can't, I can't do it. Um, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Her I favorite. Can't, I can't, I can't. Elena's mantra. Oh, I also loved that at one point Elena was like, I'm really excited that the questions are anonymous because if I asked these questions, people would think I'm a psycho. And it's like, oh, but like, maybe then just don't ask them at all. <laughs> like if they're psychotic questions, maybe you should, maybe you should reflect on that. <laughs> I don't even know what she wanted to ask that was psychotic, but like we got a handful of very kind of like, Oh, like snog, marry, kill or whatever questions. Yes. Um, and and then, then can I just say everyone deemed Glenn as marriage material. Agree. But we still haven't really heard him talk. I know. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I guess I do want a man that all, is also tall and doesn't say much. So tall, very handsome, quiet. <laughs> yeah. And then also the what I think is really interesting about Paradise is that because these people have been on the shows and then they've all come off and then they're all on like Instagram talking to mm. each other, WhatsApp groups, whatever, there's real world drama that bleeds into this yes. show which is already starting to bubble up because Kieran was talking about his ex Renee, Mm -hmm. which um, like I'm sure is some foreshadowing for more drama. (laughs) What could possibly come next? (laughs) Her name is bouncing around a lot. I was like, oh, wow. Someone that we didn't see all that much (laughs) last year's Bachelor. Again, it's like literally somebody that I had to Google like who Renee. Mm. But in one of these first banquets, he was talking about how his and Renee's relationship ended because of um, he cheated on her. Mm -hmm. And it's like real world stuff rather than just like, like you said, like people stealing each other's lady or whatever exactly i kind of like that they're acknowledging that this season too we've always known as an audience that of course there's this world outside of the show where they all interact with each other and they go to the same parties and events and all this kind of stuff um and we've seen it before when flo's come in and she's like well i had a relationship with jake on the outside and not a relationship but a friendship of sorts Mm. um so the fact it's been more acknowledged this season especially with all this foreshadowing of renee um, is interesting and Kieran's getting a little hot under the collar about it all too. I think his past being drudged up like this. Mm. But also he's he's been a busy boy in like two episodes. Mm-hmm. He's already kind of made connections and then moved on with Abby, with Cass, and now he's sort of landed with Jess Brody. And the two of them seem very well suited for each other. I think so, yeah. Well, it was, he took a shining to Cass. He ended up in Abby's room. Him and Abby went on the date and then Jess has swanned in and straight away he's like, eyes on Jess. It was almost like as they returned from the date and Jess was there, he was like, bye, Abby. And then he just like put her on a little raft and just pushed her out to (laughs) sea. And then he was like, who? (laughs) Kieran's on his own schoolies trip right now. That's how it kind of feels like watching it. Mm. He's like this horny 18-year-old guy that's just been let loose on the Gold Coast and he's just taking what, he can get essentially i thought it was and you know so many people have been slamming abby like for waving her wand of sexuality (laughs) but like you know kieran's allowed to slide into her bed after 
like having hours chat with with Cass. with Cass. Yeah. Can we talk about Cass though? Because this was brought up can't at the first can. Buller banquet where Kieran admitted to cheating on his ex Renee. And Abby kind of had this little throwaway comment where she was like, oh, it's good you owned it. That's good. Like it can't stop you from moving on unless someone happened to be friends with your ex. And it was this real throwaway comment that she made. And then all of a sudden, you know, cameras on Cass and it's like, okay, Cass is friends with Renee, but she and Kieran have been kind of chasing each other around. Cass mentions being a really loyal friend, but then he's kind of like, but you know, like if... Renee was to come in and was like fine with it then I would pursue Kieran the whole thing was so odd and the way that she said I'm really loyal like I'm a loyal person in a in a way to put Abby down but at the same time was like I'm pursuing my friend's ex yes interesting and so I did some digging Ooh. and there's some background with Kieran and Renee is they actually lived together Mm. and they were in quite a serious relationship and I think Cass's comment made it kind of sound like Oh, they were together a bit. I don't know how she feels about it. So like if she was cool with it, then yeah, I would pursue this. And I was like, if you're such good friends with her and you're such a loyal friend, you should know the ins and outs that they lived together. They had dogs. You would know it's a serious relationship. He cheated. Of course, your friend's not going to want you to move on with him. No. And you shouldn't want to move on with him. That's what I not, not get somebody really that, like personally yeah, like involved in the situation. Not somebody that treated a friend of yours that way. Like, like yes. what, it, 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 what is attractive to you about that person? Yeah, exactly. So that's what just her kind of like reaffirming like, yes, I am friends with Renee, but like we're in paradise and I need to like be out for myself. And I'm just thinking... But then you slammed Abby however long ago for probably not being a girl's girl using her sexual wand over Matt Agnew or whatever. There's just some sort of like hypocrisy going on here. And were Kieran and Renee together before they were on each of their seasons? They must have been, yeah. Right. Confusing timeline. Um, Well, that's one love triangle on the island. The other one is between our beautiful tall friend, Glenn. Yes. Because he seems pretty keen on Elena. Mm -hmm. She seems keenish on him, as keen as Elena can be. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's always a little bit hard to tell. But I think where she is at the moment is that. He's probably, I think he's probably the most handsome guy on the island. I would Agreed, say that. straight up. He's nice. 100%. I think she's still maybe waiting for someone else to come in that she might have a better connection with. Like, I feel they've maybe a bit friend zoned. Yeah. But they're like kind of into each other because there's no one else around taking their attention yet. But on the sidelines is Mary, who's also really keen on Glenn. Yes. And he does end up kind of friend zoning her. It, it, it was interesting to juxtapose him just being really upfront and saying, this is how I feel. I really like you, but Mm. I think it's more in a friend's way. And I was like, very, very well done. Very gentle. And then there was obviously the Jamie and Litany conversation, which was the same framework just handled differently. And like the, the results were heartbreaking. It was really sad. I hated seeing Litany so upset. So did I. Especially, I mean, A, over Jamie and B, because... We just know her as this, like, happy, bubbly, conga, dancing queen. So she was setting up to have a date with Jamie. Um, They started having a conversation and he just got a bit rambly. (laughs) I just he just kind of went in circles and he was saying he wasn't really vibing with anyone on the island and trying to let her down, but really... 
fumbling it. They know, and I think the saddest thing was she had just sort of set up a surprise and he was like, oh, like, what is it? Like, I don't know. And she was like, oh, you, you don't you don't want it. They couldn't really communicate no. what was happening. And it was really awkward to watch. I just um, hated that she really put herself out there and he just like stopped her before she even had the chance. I know. And even she was saying like, he's saying that he wants to be friends, but like he doesn't want to get to know me. So like, and she was, she got upset because she was like, this is the first time I've tried to show my softer side to someone. And then it was, it was really heartbreaking watching her cry to camera about coming back again and hoping to find love. And like underneath all her kind of chaotic behavior, she's actually really there for the right reasons. hundred percent. makes me really sad. I know. But Jamie's also, playing his own game of the bachelor which was the most bonkers thing I know. To but, but again and I, and I will always jump to his defense because I really do love I really do love Jamie um and I think this is just another case where his heart is in the right place but mm. the execution is just a little botched because what he was really trying to do is just make sure that you know people were having a good time and like he saw he saw Lydney put herself out there and he was like um, you know, I don't want you to leave early. I want you to stick around. Everybody loves you. You know, he, he really did mean well when he promised her a rose. Yes. And then with Abby, he was like, don't worry if you're upset. I'll, I'll keep you. But he said that early enough before the whole Kieran situation. Mm-hmm. And then that he thought he thought she was getting a rose from Kieran. So then he promised his rose to Litany. And then he also promised it to... Cast, and then he started yeah. talking about Elena. Yeah, and saying he felt like a vibe oh. there. Oh, poor confused soul. The other but I think I, I agree with you. I think his heart is in the right place, and he doesn't want to say goodbye to anyone, but not in a weird, sleazy way, but just in a way he's like, I've got all my friends here, and I don't want to say bye. Yeah. Like, I want to give you all a rose so we can all stay and, like, hang out. It's really sad. I know. I think we're also, like, we, we kind of left them, but, like, um, Britt and Tim are in great they're in a yes. great place they're having a great time they're in the baths oh, together god. we're not talking about baths we're not talking about outdoor baths we do not have the time stop putting this man in a bath oh my god stop it but they, he even said that he's like why do they keep putting me in a bath i mean they're fine so like uh, we can easily you know move on um you just don't want me to talk about baths. i really don't <laughs> i'm waiting for the great kayak debate of 2020 <laughs> um but also i was losing my absolute mind when um like everybody was like oh i guess i'm gonna have to go flirt with jake to try and get a rose I think I casted that and I was like I was like Naranga's walking around with no shirt on he's a really handsome man he's like he is like an expert in like three different sports like he's Naranga is very handsome and he's also still getting no screen time whatsoever straight up babe anyway Um, I was furious about that I feel like the one time we saw him he was just um, third wheeling Brit and Tim (laughs) just like sitting there I was like why is no one paying attention to Naranga I, I was losing my mind I was like go like Abby go Talk to him if you want a rose. Wave your sexual wand, Abby. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about, um, you mentioned, obviously, everyone going after Jake then to try and get that rose. Mm -hmm. We saw Abby go have a chat with him. They seem to be chatting about family and stuff. And then all of a sudden, Cass is like zeroing in there. And I couldn't help. She's loyal. She's very loyal. (laughs) I was like, is this another competition? Like she kind of, it was made to seem like she fully interrupted that chat to get Jake. And it was really weird that Jake was like, "Oh, sorry. Um, can we come back to this? I've just got to go." Have it was like, "What? You're in the like you're in the middle of a conversation." Yeah. Tell Cass you'll be five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, 
I feel like you put it very well. Where it was like Cass is in this competition with herself, but almost out for revenge. Yeah, I just don't. But I just feel like Abby doesn't care. Like she's not she's not in this competition with Cass. Yeah, she's, and I, Cass doesn't seem to like Jess either. No, oh my God. Which was an interesting, I know this is circling back a bit, but Jess's arrival was quite that was <laughs> the meanest <laughs> the meanest thing i have ever heard a human person say to another human person is when she just from her little pool float looked up and said oh my god you've lost so much weight she hasn't changed a pound no. <laughs> the meanest thing you can say jess has literally just entered paradise and she, that's what she gets greeted with she looks amazing she looked amazing when they knew each yeah. other in the bachelor house she looks amazing now so mean. It's so mean. <laughs> it's so passive aggressive. It was wild. Yeah. It's like when somebody says like, oh my God, you look so well rested. Not like usual. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I'm a like tired little gremlin, but like, why do you need to say that? <laughs> it's just such a backhanded compliment. Oh, it's so mean. And then Jess did have a piece on camera where she's like, oh, surprised to see Cass here. I didn't think she was kind of interesting enough for this show. Which, <laughs> Which was like warranted, to yeah, be honest. Like, we, we were surprised too. After that. <laughs> but I was also kind of surprised to see Jess Brody because, yeah, she was not a huge character in her original season. No, which is kind of coming back to, I'm excited to see these smaller name people, for lack of a better term, because it's just new drama. I know. And like, uh, there's all this bad blood that we don't know about. Yeah. So it's great. I'm, I'm interested to see how that's playing out. Uh, so we had our first rose ceremony. Obviously, the boys had the power, which is why we <laughs> probably should have mentioned that three hours ago, which is why um, <laughs> which is why a lot of the ladies were kind of frantically trying to get a rose from one of the gents. Yes. Um, and heading into this rose ceremony, all the curiosity and pressure was on Jamie and who he was going to give his rose to between Litany and Abby. Yeah. Obviously I just desperately wanted Brittany to stay. I know. Yeah. And in my heart of hearts, I was like, I don't think this is the right place for Abby because I think she's just moved on so much from these kind of like girl versus girl fights that it, it's kind of better that she just like was there, gave it a shot. It didn't work. Goodbye, she's back in the real world where yeah. she's thriving. I swear we didn't even see Janie at the cocktail party. Obviously, her story was done and dusted, wrapped up. Like, where was Janie? Oh, Looking for her shoe? I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, she left her shoe in her house. Um, well, that was the other thing was like, it, it was all between Litany and Abby. But I was like, but two women are going home. So obviously, like one of them is going to be Janie. Yes. And sadly, she did leave, which I was really upset about because I wanted more Janie time. Yeah, I know. We should have seen more of her. But she did have like a little kind of one-on-one with Tim, but that was, it was too far gone. She was so cute as well. I really loved their time together. Yeah, she seems really sweet, which is probably why she has to leave the show too. Because she was like a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, please be free. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) You deserve better. You're too precious. Um, Yeah. So we did say goodbye to Abby and Janie, but I think you're right about Abby too. I think, especially she didn't express interest in any of the other men anyway. She was just, like, hoping for the best. But it's, like, I don't know. If you're sticking around just hoping for someone better to come along when your you're number one, two, and three choice were all Kieran. Yeah, exactly. Matt, who would you be giving your rose to after the first two episodes? Uh, it's got to be Glenn. I think he... <laughs> what? what? That's such a shock. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, yeah, it has to be. Oh, sh- maybe, maybe Litany. Yeah. Because I think she is... 
currently she's giving us the most entertainment but also vulnerability and a storyline that i really want to get around like i just i desperately want her to find love me too who would you give a rose to i'll give a rose to naranga oh smart yeah Mm. because he's a straight up babe yeah, I want to see him go on a date next week. Just so I With think me. we deserve to see him talk. That'd be nice. Yeah. I am really excited for the next uh, week because that preview was very explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big banquet, it looks like. Yeah, Storms are brewing for Kieran. Stor- storms is brewing. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're not doing accents this time. <laughs> This has been a lot of fun. Well, it's been okay. It's been fine. It's been okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lukewarm. Uh, <laughs> but I cannot wait for more. And make sure you are watching Bachelor in Paradise on 10. And if you want to catch up on any episodes, you can do so on 10play.com.au. And if you love chatting all things reality TV, head to Punky's Facebook group, Reality Tea, because we'll be doing live threads every episode. And that's reality tea, like tea. the drink tea. Like have a, yeah, spill the tea, sis. You yes, know, queen. That kinda, yeah. Pop off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. It has been a pleasure. And Talia, thank you so much for joining me. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Or <laughs> a bore. Thanks, Matt. Why did you call me a bore? Why did you do that? I <laughs> know, oh, I said a bore. <laughs>